today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Joe Biden, of course, is the president-elect, uh, but uh, not in Donald Trump's mind. The tweet he put out a couple of days ago basically said, uh, if you only count the legal votes, I won. Bigly, I guess he meant, too. Uh, anyway, it's starting to get very muddled, uh, and the clock is ticking about transition times. Uh, Sagar Morgani's got this update. As Biden sought to unify the nation's response to the coronavirus pandemic, this election is over. The president continued refusing to concede the race, mounting legal challenges, and getting backing from the man many in the GOP see as the one who may eventually need to nudge him out the door, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. President Trump is 100% within his rights to look into allegations of irregularities. In the meantime, White House officials and Trump political appointees told career government staffers they are not to start acting on transition planning to Biden until the General Services Administration approves it, keeping Biden from access to federal agencies. Sagar Magani, Washington. And on it goes. And uh, it's, it's getting to be very, very muddled here. And, of course, we kind of figured this was going to end up in the courts in some way, shape, or form. Joining us to talk about this is Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University. Elliot, good morning. How are you today? Uh, good morning, Bill. Well, I, I think I'm getting a little more sleep. But, uh, <laughs> yes, the, the saga continues in the U.S. Well, let me ask you about that. I, I watched McConnell's speech, his first speech uh, in the Senate since the election, of course, uh, and said that Donald Trump is 100% within his rights to do this and to check out uh, allegations of electoral problems. There are no allegations, Elliot. Um, you can. I mean, I've seen delegate. stuff on social media, but, you know, <laughs> yes. I've, seen, I've, I've seen things on social media. People, you know, think there are truckloads of Biden ballots that just appear. I mean, that's all crap. We all know that. Yes. There, there were observers in every one of those polling stations, Republican observers and Democratic observers, uh, and, and, and Trump doesn't seem to, to want to admit that, even though the, the White House lawyers have been to that in court last week. Well, keep in mind that he's had a, a strategy for a very long time, and we've talked about it. His uh, plan A is to win the Electoral College, not necessarily the popular vote, but the Electoral College, as he did last time, and he made a, a good go of it. He, uh, he, his rallies really did turn out substantial number of votes. Apparently, five million people who didn't vote the last time for him did this time, uh, new voters. So uh, he, he hoped to win, but he did not win in the Electoral College. Uh, if, if the states where Biden is leading, uh, he continues to lead, and the people who monitor this carefully did, as you say, call it on Saturday, saying that the lead is big enough now in Pennsylvania, which would give him enough Electoral College votes to go over the top. But uh, uh, Plan B is all along, and he's announced it uh, well in advance, that he wanted his people to show up on the day of the election. The Democrats were saying, no, uh, it's too dangerous in COVID times. Vote in advance. Uh, Do advance polling. Mail in your ballots. And Donald Trump made it clear that he was going to try to get those declared invalid. Uh, and he had some luck with it in terms of Pennsylvania. So it does come down to two things now, I think. One is, will there be enough votes uh, in those states where Biden is leading, in particularly Georgia, to not need Pennsylvania at all in the Electoral College? Or conversely, will there be a wide enough gap in Pennsylvania for Biden that it becomes impossible for anybody to say that no matter how you interpret the law, uh, Biden would lose Pennsylvania. Either of those options would work to um, uh, 
to eliminate any any avenue of a faint hope or a hail mary or the kind of strategy that well in advance again Donald Trump had planned so we'll have to i think uh keep an eye on Georgia where it's going to an automatic recount uh it's highly likely that Biden after a recount will carry Georgia which means he will, and in Arizona uh where where uh, Trump is gaining and gaining it may go to a recount there but unlikely so assuming those click in you don't need Pennsylvania or Pennsylvania's total just keeps going up for Trump but until that time his strategy of getting it to the Supreme Court does remain a faint hope viable strategy in his mind and he's acting as you just heard to say I'm not going to permit a transition in any sense to go forward because I think I'm going to win let me ask you I know you know I'm not a lawyer and I don't want to get too deep into the legal weeds here uh, but it has not dawned on anybody that he's complaining about these uh, these mail-in ballots. Uh, but the count is going on in South Carolina right now. The count is going on in Arizona right now. The count is going on in Alaska right now. Those are mail-in ballots, Elliot, for Donald Trump. Uh, he's not complaining about those. Those are fine. It's the mail-in yes. ballots for Joe Biden he doesn't like. Yes. Um, it's quite ironic to take pictures from Arizona of Trump supporters saying, count the vote. <laughs> and in Pennsylvania, Trump supporters saying, stop the count. So, uh, but logical consistency isn't the issue here. The, the issue is power in America, and does he still have an avenue? And in his mind, he does. And indeed, if this, uh, the, uh, the strongest case appears to, to be in Pennsylvania, where uh, prior to the uh, election, there was already a case before the Supreme Court, and uh, it was still there. They said, no, love, Pennsylvania can go ahead, but you've got to sequester those votes that come in to be counted. Remember, each state sets its own rules, and Pennsylvania said if, as long as it's postmarked by Election Day, we'll count it. And, uh, and Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh and Alito have both made statements suggesting, yeah, if this comes before us, uh, we, we, we still, you know, I, and we know that he rushed to get his appointee, uh, Amy Coleman Barrett, on the court, and he says she had better come through for me. So in his mind, he's got the votes on the court, and the question uh, is, in his mind, can I get it to that? And right now, they are trying very seriously to do so, and there's some additional steps they've just taken to get it to the Supreme Court. But but they have to prove something here, do they not? They just can't, you can't just, I, and again, I, I, I'm just basing this on, on some of the other legal opinions that I've heard from the various uh, coverages that I've watched over the last week or so, I'll add. Uh, you can't just make an accusation. You have to show proof. And 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 some of you know Trump's former allies. I mean, guys like Chris Christie and and others uh, have said, if you got something, show us something. And and not the yeah. crazy stuff that Rudy Giuliani's spewing about. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the Four Seasons, uh, you know, landscaping company. Uh, but but actual allegations to say, hey, there, yeah, there was something wrong. Because uh, heretofore, all we've heard is, well, yeah, there, there was a ballot here that was smudged in this one here. Uh, not in the neighborhood of seventeen or eighteen thousand, and and even the people in Pennsylvania uh, told us last week that the number of ballots that have been sequestered are uh, not significant. They say, no, I don't know what that means, but I don't think it's going to be enough to turn the election over. Yes, there's many many court cases, and by the way, the Democrats are also in court. Uh, yeah. The um, <laughs> Trump's plan is to get as many cases as possible to prove the case in his mind to his people uh, that it's an illegitimate count, 
But the one that matters to him is to get the Pennsylvania case to the Supreme Court where there's a chance if he can get it there. So this is, you know, this is, again, a Hail Mary, a faint hope. If he can get that particular case, uh, the Pennsylvania case, back before the court, that the court would take it up. And that's not a case of voter fraud. It's that the laws, as I understand it, just reading this, that the Pennsylvania law uh, is permitting votes to be counted that the Supreme Court would say no, they should not be counted. So that's different than a fraud case. So uh, what what all this suggests is that Donald Trump is going to try to make the case that if he's not elected, it's because it was stolen from him, so he's not actually going to lose. But his main purpose is to keep power. He ha- still has hopes, and we just heard this uh, uh, in the lead into this, uh, that you know he's now ordering basically the entire government, which he still controls, to not cooperate in the transition. So he can really slow down and muck up the transition. But there are particular dates, Bill. On um, December the 8th, uh, there's something called the safe haven. This is where the electors of the states uh, have to have the, the, the final chance of, of, of gathering all their stuff. You know, here's our, here's our decision on December 8th. We now render it. December 14th, the official count of the Electoral College happens. And then after that, uh, and remember it's an Electoral College, the fact that, that uh, Biden has five, or s- five and a half million more votes than Trump doesn't count in terms of popular vote. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on January 6th uh, to officially to the brand new Congress, which takes office then, to officially certify. But until those steps are taken, particularly the, the uh, Electoral College count on December 14th, Donald Trump still is going to try to win this by other means. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, I find it ironic that he's, he's accusing Biden of stealing the election. I mean, that's essentially what he's trying to do here. And, uh, you know, Barr's uh, miss of yesterday to ask prosecuting attorneys uh, to start sniffing around and see what they can find, uh, even though there doesn't seem to be any proof of anything going on about any malfeasance. Uh, it just, I mean, we've, you and I have talked for some time about but the fact that Barr is really just his, his personal lawyer. He's not the Attorney General of the United States. He just does Trump's bidding in situations like this. But uh, the, the the cards seem to be stacked against the Democrats in a situation like this, but they had to see this coming. I, and I would think they've made some kind of a, a plan to be able to combat this. Yes, uh, this is a very good season for lawyers. Yeah. Uh, I, unfortunately, I chose to be a political scientist. But uh, yes, uh, the Democrats have gamed every one of these scenarios out, although I think I think the, the GSA's refusal to... <laughs> they, they, they might have missed a few uh, quirks in there, but... Uh, right now we have a situation where a key official has to certify the result of the election to release money uh, and also access to agencies to the winning candidate. Normally that's within 24 hours of the election being called. But uh, yes, the the uh, legal teams, it isn't only the Trump people who have lawyers. It's, uh, this is going to be uh, a, litigated, a litigated issue. I think there's other issues we should talk about uh, on, on the assumption that Biden wins. Uh, and that's, I think, a pretty good assumption that he's going to be the president. Uh, what does it mean, and what does it mean for Canada? What does it mean for the world? I think, the, in terms of Canadian it matters in a variety of ways, the fact that there will now be somebody in the White House who believes in multilateralism, who believes in the rules-based order, who believes that America should not create a vacuum on the world stage, but should occupy the world stage, that has 
great, uh, great meaning for Canada. Among other things, yesterday was 700 days that the two Michaels have been held in Chinese prisons. Mm-hmm. And we will now have, you know, Canada's been doing its best to get international support. But, you know, without a, a world, <laughs> without the U.S. believing in multilateralism, well, now, now we're going to have a much stronger multilateral approach to all issues. And I was very struck by the fact that the very first phone call between uh, President-elect Joe Biden and any foreign leader was with, with, with Justin Trudeau. And one of the things they discussed among, you know, of all the long, laundry lists they could, the whole case of the two Michaels was raised right up front. Yeah. And uh, so that, that the main takeaway is that Canada will have somebody in the White House who, who will do whatever the White House can to restore um, I put it this way, that uh, with a colleague we talked about, Donald Trump engaged in a broad deconstruction of trust at home and abroad. Don't trust the press, don't trust the agencies, and uh, don't trust NATO, don't trust... So now we have Joe Biden's center task right now is the reconstruction of trust, and that will work to Canada's advantage. Well, especially in the international scene, too. I mean, yeah. Biden has a, has a history of that anyway, not just as vice president for eight years, but uh, also in the Foreign Relations Committee when he was in the Senate for many, many years, too. I mean, he knows many of these world leaders, and they know him. So I, I can see, you know, breathing new life into NATO, uh, and I can see an invigorated G7 now because of this. I mean, they, they used to tread on eggshells whenever Trump was around, and, and now they understand that they actually have an ally now. Yes, and I would, uh, one, one of my particular... Uh themes that I like to stress is Donald Trump was very um, destructive of the kinds of architecture that protects us all, uh, so that he pulled out of not only the Paris Accord, that's going to be re- you know, in terms of climate, so the climate change and the whole climate portfolio is about to be transformed, and that certainly has implications for Canada. But beyond that, he also, uh, Donald Trump, uh, really weakened the architecture on, on nuclear safety that is protecting us from from uh, the outbreak of war and the outbreak of nuclear war and we have donald donald trump said you know i'm i'm pulling out of this treaty i'm pulling out of that treaty the next one the last remaining major one was something called the new start that's an agreement between russia and the u.s and he said i'm not sure i want to sign that one and now we have joe biden having that in his platform about the first thing he's going to do is sign that uh, extension for five years between Russia and the U.S. on nuclear uh, control, control of the nuclear uh, uh, missile material that's available. So I think all of these are signs of a much, as, as you were articulating, a much more reinvigorated America in all kinds of ways that matter for Canada. A lot of balls up in the air, though, uh, before we get to that point. Uh, and lots more to talk about, Elliot. Thank you so much, as always, for uh, jumping in with us today and giving your perspective. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, from Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.